0: Yeah, so uh, see any of this uh, fapping in
1: 2.0? I I have heard rumors and whispers yeah, in, you know, in the cracks of online. A lot of
0: celebrities got sort of leaked. Uh, Emma Watson, uh, apparent, apparently some nudes of her got leaked, mainly just these weird sort of uh, photos of her just like wearing her clothes. But you know, the reason I went to the start off the podcast with this, Stephen, is because you know, naturally, <laughs> when the two point 2.0 got released, the smile on my face was just immense. I was over the moon, couldn't believe the news. There's apparent rumors that we're going to be getting a Kylie Jenner sex tape. We got Emma Watson tape picks. I was just delighted, but... It's a goldmine, John. It, yes. Is it morally wrong for me to wank to these pictures? Or, <laughs> or, or, <laughs> because that's the, main, that's the main thing I see <laughs> in all the comment section of all these articles reporting on this is, yeah. these disgusting creeps have violated the rights of these yeah. women again. <laughs> what a bunch of yeah. the morally... Weak men or just some crap like that. I love
1: uh, I love reading the the comment sections under these like news stories. It's usually like the lad bible or something, right? You know, yeah, it's yeah. like oh Emma Watson the uh, nudes are released, and top comment is always without missing a beat, John. It's always it's like oh my god, you guys are disgusting. Can someone send me a link so I can never go to the <laughs> site? You know, it's like. I mean, on every single post, always the top comment.
0: Yeah, no, um, <laughs> i seen, I actually seen the exact same. Someone saying, like, I need to study this for a scientific project. and someone please pass me these links? No, but the the big, the big release... Everyone,
1: everyone wants to wank to a, a child's... Uh, a chi- yeah. uh, you know, it's like you have a crush on Hermione Granger growing up, right? I know I did. I loved Harry Potter. I did too. Yeah, so, I mean, and then when you see her now, and she's a full adult woman, she's over the age of 18, and I'm over the age of 18... Yeah, I want to fuck her. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I want to fuck her. Yeah,
0: there's absolutely nothing wrong with that, Stephen. Uh, <laughs> Thank you, Joe. <Josh. laughs> the, the big nudes that were leaked <laughs> were, uh, I'm not sure if you're, if you're a wrestling fan, but there's a, a WWE female wrestler called Paige. Anyway, these really, i never seen a celebrity sex tape like it in my life, right? So <coughs> she was dating this fellow wrestler called Brad Maddox, and like the sex tapes are Brad Maddox recording her fucking another wrestler. <laughs> Uh, Brad Maddox coming on her face and her title that she actually had in real life oh my god and uh, <laughs> just Brad Maddox like fucking her in a changing room while he records it
1: man when, when you have millions of dollars and you are fucking jacked up to shit and steroids <laughs> man, you do crazy shit I mean yeah,
0: yeah life becomes too boring you need just, to spice it up
1: I mean you fucking got it on the nail in the head there yeah fucking let them at it. why not they're fucking millionaires they can do what they want
0: yeah so uh, it's there's nothing wrong Stephen Witt no Us, you know completely exposing these sort of private videos and pictures that give us a a, a very detailed insight into the lives of these celebrities.
1: This is why the internet was created, okay? I mean, some bullshit guys can say that it was some geniuses in Cambridge, right? One of the signed mathematical equations, but we really knew that it was nudes, John.
0: Yes, yes, (laughs) that's true. always reminds me of uh, the episode of uh, Scrubs, Uh, Dr. Cox says... Uh, If all of the porn was deleted from the internet, there'd be one website left, bringbacktheporn.com.
1: Scrubs, man, what an underrated show.
0: Yeah, Jesus Jesus. Christ, man. It's a, you know, it's mad. Like when I I really started watching a lot of comedy series, like I was massive into Scrubs. I used to be very big into the first season of Two and a Half Men, but I, I don't really, really. It's really lost. Like, I'm not saying, don't get me wrong, just to really clarify, I don't think Two and a Half Men is a good show at all. I think the first season is very good. Yeah, right? the first
1: season holds as well, but then it gets a bit uh, repetitive. Yeah, overall. it really does. Like, it I really, mean, yeah. It just got to the stage of where the kid would say something, you know, inappropriate. Ah, oh, it's funny. Charlie would be banging some girl, and Alan's still a big weird loser living <laughs> with his brother. That was the whole show, man. I just thought it was a bit sad. Like, yeah, and plus uh, it's
0: kind of sad as well that, like, Charlie Sheen thinks he's playing himself in the, throughout the show. Yeah you know it's a yeah it is weird but like you know, scrubs i thought like i think especially the first two seasons of Scrub, even maybe the third there's kind of a lot of heart to it it's more than just kind of a comedy series but
1: you don't really see that nowadays do you like no. where it's like hilariously funny and then literally it can make you cry as well like yeah. i've cried to a few episodes of scrubs i'm not ashamed to admit it john that's a good show it was <laughs> no, a really good show
0: yeah no like the only comedy shows like that i see on now are like two broke girls the big bang theory I I can't stand any of these fucking shows, (laughs) I just just can't. I just can't sit through them.
1: When we had James on the show last, he was talking about, he he thinks that comedy and TV is better than ever, but I'm not sure about that.
0: Yeah, Joe, I think James is a bit crazy in that regard, because I don't know, when he said that as well. Well,
1: well, I think he was talking about, uh, like, uh, what's that show? Uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, which is understandable. It's a good show. Yeah, that's good You know, but I I think you made a good point in terms of, like, when we were growing up, we had Scrubs, Friends... Right, what else do we have? Like we had uh, classic shows like uh, Frasier, yeah. right? You know what I mean on on uh, on reruns.
0: And don't forget like uh, don't forget the likes of the Dave Chappelle show. Was we kind of yeah. like caught the uh, end of that in our like sort of years? Like they were, they were fantastic. Don't get me wrong. We have like the Key and Pele show, but like uh, oh I said that wrong. I keep calling it Pele. It's Peel. No, what was it? Key and Peel. Yeah, yeah, Key and Peel. Like, but I mean, sort of shows like that there and Saturday Night Live. I know it's an American show when we're Irish, but like, some of the episodes of that there were just absolutely fantastic, and like I said, Dave Chappelle was fantastic, some of the skits that were, like, coming out in sort of the early to mid-2000s were just fantastic. It's, yeah, it's just, um, it's weird, there's nothing like that, really, anymore. I think that's mainly due to, you know, sort of, like, the sort of like youtube and uh other sort of new platforms are really kind of brought a death to sort of like shows like that there like something like the Dave Chappelle show where it's just doing these skits you have entire youtube channels that are, are completely you know comprised Domi- of dominating that. the market yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like it's a i'm not really sure if something like that could really thrive now and it's in the sort of way that we now kind of absorb entertainment i'm not really sure a show like that could sort of
1: just, be sustained yeah, yeah i think you're right of, especially you see uh, i read a news article the other day it was um Obviously, the NBA in America is is fucking huge, you know? Billion-dollar industry, but uh, they're talking about, maybe in a few years, uh, shortening the uh, the game times because of, like, teenagers today, their uh, attention span no is so bad. Wow. That's, That's crazy, isn't actually, it? Completely uh, changing the sport.
0: Yeah, uh, really funny. That's what uh, Japanese baseball is. Japanese baseball, when uh, the Japanese government were trying to really mimic the success of American baseball, what they did was to shorten down the... Half time, the, like the. I, I don't really understand the sport, but the sh- what we would consider are like half time, they kind of shortened that down. Okay. They made the home run distance. A lot shorter, so it was easier just to... To get a home run. Yeah, oh, so fuck. stuff like that there was... Baseball is boring as fuck, oh, man. My I, God. I,
1: I've been to two games, and oh, Jesus, it was brutal. Like, yeah. it was four or five hours, like... And this is when I was a kid, so I couldn't even be hammered drunk. Like, maybe yeah, yeah. it would be better if I was fucked up, but... I
0: can't watch any of those American sports, with the exception of basketball. Basketball's
1: like, good, because it's quite fast-paced. Yeah. But even say, saying that, uh, I was watching a live game last night, and fuck me, man, every time there's a timeout or a break commercials, commercials, commercials yeah. the whole fucking time holy shit like that's why nowadays I literally like because of the time difference here in Ireland I literally wake up and I'll watch like the 10 minute the higher light reel of each game and it's fucking great John it condenses all the scores and at, it gets rid of all the bullshit like it's yeah. the fucking best decision ever
0: yeah no I just no I just like those American sports like like I don't know maybe maybe it's very ignorant of me to say it, but I just cannot keep track of what the fuck's happening There's too many players on the field <laughs> I, players can leave the field when they're not required and come back home when they are. I that confuses the fuck out of me. Like, look, maybe this is very European of me to say, but like, take a sport like soccer, right? So simple. Yeah, you have and it, the ball, exactly. you put it in the net, <laughs> and it's so it's so great watching sort of managers, t- you know, tactics. You know, like uh, anyone that's a fan of the English Premier League this season, you've probably seen how like uh, Conte, the Chelsea manager, yeah. you know, came in with this sort of a uh, new style of formation and completely wiped the league clean. You know, so
1: Wait, it's it's somewhat. Traditional from an Italian point, uh, s- point no. Like what the three the back, right? Oh yeah, yeah, and that's the, very common. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. but um, but the way they've been able to, to score on top of the defensive structure has been very impressive.
0: Yeah, it is. It's just a, uh, you know, it's it's kind of weird. He plays a very defensive yet very attacking formation. But yeah, it's it's weird. I wonder. I wonder how long because. When the four-two-three-one was introduced in English football, it was like a big game changer. Like
1: a and then cha- everyone copied, yeah. followed suit, right? We, just, we've talked about yeah, this before. Yeah. And then what was the big one? Then maybe when Alex Ferguson was on his way out, four-three-three, right? Yeah. Barcelona what, were dominating with that, and he actually tried that when he had uh, what was it, Ronaldo, Tevez, Rooney yep. as a front three, you know, and. I, yeah, like you said, I wonder if this is going to follow suit now.
0: With exactly, yeah. Where managers will just cop on to deal. You, know, like, you have to remember as well, if you, it was actually Hungary in the 1950s introduced a uh, 4 4 2, the formation. And that was a massive game changer at the time. Pe- teams couldn't handle it. Now, we just look at it four four two as the most basic, yeah. say, weekend league formation. You know, we all know head of Canada and The,
1: so the on. Hungarian national team? You introduced it, yeah. in the, uh, uh, the World Cup, right? No, yeah, like I, they just started I, it.
0: No, I'm, I'm not sure if it was right. the World Cup. It, might, it probably was, but, like, it was kind of a... It was, <laughs> they really sort of implemented it. And it was, it's kind of insane because, like... Um,
1: it's mad, you don't see that anymore, do you? Like no. things like that would fuck up a whole thing. Like, yeah. so like whoa, the
0: fuck. yeah, exactly. Yeah, like it's just crazy. It's just crazy to think like, uh, oh. No, it's just, it's just mad, yeah, it just, it, that's why I think, like, sort of, that's why I just enjoy, sort of, football, or we, soccer, or whatever the fuck you want to call it, so much more, to, like, sort of, do, like, something like American football, I, like, don't get me wrong, someone could easily say, well, of course, there's a lot of tactics to that sport, yeah, you know, but.
1: There definitely is. I don't fucking see them. Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, I'm somewhat into them, yeah, I like, I like, uh, American football from the, uh, I play fantasy football with my friends, and that makes it interesting for me, but other than that, like. It can be hard to watch, like, if I'm just sitting watching a game. Yeah. But, you know.
0: Here, fuck these uh, gay sports. Let's talk about, the <laughs> Let's talk about MMA, man. Uh, <laughs> uh, George saint Pierre's back. He's fighting Michael fucking Bisping. Like, you know, more massive St-Pierre fans. Yeah. I was over the fucking moon when I heard he's coming back.
1: What do you think about him fucking fighting Michael Bisping? I think a lot of people are uh, are writing Bisping off. I think he fucking does him. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, he has him, man.
0: Yeah, well, see... What yeah, do you think? He hasn't fought in three years, man, you know, so... He hasn't
1: fought in three years. Bisping is, uh... Never got fucking gets knocked out. He can wrestle. He's got good fucking cardio.
0: Yeah, he does have great cardio. Yeah, no, it's um, no, it's interesting because like Bisbon, you know, is probably in the prime of his career. Like this is a veteran of the UFC. You know, Bisben has been fighting all the way back since UFC 100. Yeah. So like that famous knockout. Yeah. Oh geez, he got knocked fucking. Was it Dan Henderson? Dan Knock- Hens- yeah. yeah, brutal. Holy, Holy fuck. fucking shit! But you know, like he. Um, He's on top of his career at the moment, yeah. and you have Saint Pierre's coming back, has been hasn't fought in three years, so it's interesting. Um, mm. Also, it's kind of annoying as well. Joelle Romero should be fighting for the title.
1: Yeah, it's, it's bullshit. Um, I saw Drew Ogan was was going off about it on his show, and yeah, I agree. I mean, it's 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 total fucking bullshit. Like you know, I mean, and I, I, they haven't. Uh, announced an interim title fight for him, no? Right, <sighs> they haven't, no. Which I'm surprised that these days, man. Fucking everyone's getting a title. Yeah. It's
0: fucking bullshit. Is it just a sign that the sport is becoming more sort of about what is more financially successful uh, yeah, than who deserves it? definitely, yeah. Because that's what really that's what really led the sport to sort of uh, be a lot bigger than boxing was whoever sort of deserved the title shot would get it. And and
1: plus it was more exciting. Yes. You know? But now it, it definitely is, it just feels... More and more about money, you know.
0: Exactly, yeah. Like he used to go. It used to be the best versus the best, and now it's. Yeah, it's it's just ah. Uh, I mean,
1: a- and you could you could make the argument that the person who started all this was fucking Connor, which it was. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah, which which have been the Nate Diaz rematch, right? Yeah, where like you know that didn't really make sense or whatever for the whole divisions, but like he was like, "Fuck you, I'm 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 making the money," so and they're like, "Okay." And yeah. it was that it was their highest grossing show ever. That's know, right. That, yeah. Right, their rematch, like you know.
0: The most uh, he also McGregor broke uh, Brock Lesnar's record that night in terms of uh, that was uh, the most someone had got paid up until that point. I think he broke it again at he, 205. Yeah, it was 3 million. Yeah, yeah, yeah so as a guarantee, exactly. Yeah, that's insane. But like you're right though, it did because McGregor had not defended his uh, 145 pound title, yeah, since winning it. And uh, here he was fighting two weight divisions above that.
1: But then you saw at 209 when uh, Cormier. Got pulled from that car, I remember, was injury. Oh, yeah. And then they stripped Connor because of that. Yeah. You know, that was fucking bullshit, you know? But, uh, like, hear me out, though, right? Like, don't get me wrong, you know, I think... I would have I stripped him, but, I mean, it didn't make sense to do it just because of that, just yeah. to keep a show together, you know? That's true. That was bullshit.
0: But, like, even though, like, we sort of can complain and say, like, it's kind of, you know, fading away from sort of the best versus the best to now what would be the most profitable fight for the business, but mm. that said, like... Those high, big, exciting fights like Connor and Diaz too—that was that's my favorite fight of all time in the UFC. You know, it
1: was fucking great. Yeah. It was like it was <laughs> that whole fucking card, man. Yeah, yeah. I, I watched the whole fucking card. I never really do that. Sometimes I maybe take a nap or some shit, man. Yeah. It was fucking great. There was only two decisions on the whole fight night, and that was Connor and Artem. The rest were all fucking finished. That's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. No, it was. That was that, that never was a great. Fucking night. Happens. Yeah. Like, will you do me a favor, sorry, John? Will you go to uh, the Google machine and look up when is Cormier's? A fight with um, Rumble.
0: It's USC 210.
1: And. When is that? It's on April, April 8th. April 8th.
0: So, a week? Two weeks from now? Two weeks from now, yeah. Two weeks from now on a Sunday.
1: Fuck, I'm looking forward to that. What do you think about the poster? He's here with the <laughs> Cormier was giving out about it. I fucking like it. Wait, what's wrong with that? I don't know. He, he didn't like the fact that he wasn't the biggest guy in the poster. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking. It's <laughs> <pretty> <laughs> stupid. Like, I think it looks cool. One,
0: well, you know, if I was getting paid. fucking two million for a fight i wouldn't give a fuck (laughs) i heard a poster (laughs) looks jesus fucking christ like who gives a fuck you can sort of just argue the message might be from this poster is that Cormier like fucked Johnson up in the past. Yeah. Maybe this is you know the demon from the past coming back to haunt him or something. You all know. Right. <laughs> but who gives a fuck? It's a poster. Who even looks at these posters?
1: <laughs> Not a lot of people. No, yeah. uh, that's the o- true.
0: The only poster, if you were like John, can you think of one UFC poster? The only one I can think of is the two o two one, and that's because I I would want that poster. It was pure cool. excitement. It was cool. Yeah. yeah. I loved
1: how it was all in black and white. That was cool. So yeah, that's. That's a pretty good card.
0: Yeah, it's it's good. I to be honest, even like
1: yeah, that's a cool. Fucking poster. <laughs> I won't
0: be satisfied until we get fucking uh, this. this oh, just hear me out, right? Here's my plan, right? Just hear me out. This is just a complete fucking wet dream of mine, right? So just say tomorrow, just say, just say some, just say in the near future, right? Mm-hmm. P- preferably within a month, it's announced <coughs> Conor McGregor is going to fight Floyd Mayweather, right? Right. McGregor. Fucking, by some outlandish miracle, beats Floyd Mayweather in a boxing match, right? What
1: would happen, John? I mean, the, it would this, shatter
0: the, the laws of physics. This is what I'm getting there, right? Okay. George St-Pierre beats Michael Bisbin. The two of these guys are hotter than ever right now. it's announced, £170. Yeah. yeah. George St-Pierre, Conor McGregor. They're going to fight for all the belts. <laughs> Fuck it.
1: Every fucking belt in the UFC is on the line. Yes. And I want to see that, yeah. I, I would have preferred to see that way more than fucking GSP Bisbing. Like, yeah, I yeah, mean, definitely.
0: Well, yeah, like, I mean, The biggest fight you can possibly do in UFC history is George St. Pierre versus Conor McGregor. So
1: that obviously shows you, like, uh, that would be money, right? That yeah. would be the biggest ever. Well, no, I, I no, agree I with you. But, like, yeah, like, why didn't they make that? They obviously have a lot of faith in that this Mayweather fight's going to happen. Yeah,
0: uh, and so it's uh, sounding
1: sooner than ever, yeah. Ariel Helwani um, predicts that it's going to be around September 4th, uh, Mexico, Mexico's uh, Independence Day. Fuck. September fourteenth, apparently Mayweather always fights around that date and it always generates massive money either May or September. Yeah. And obviously to give Connor time with his child coming up and you know the train, I guess, September would make sense.
0: Well you said like, a really good point there. You said it seems very close. Well Mayweather did come out of retire. He announced he's, yeah, he's come out of it so to he, fight him, yeah. So, he, so he, he's pretty confident it's gonna get done.
1: Do you feel to be honest with you, I feel like this is a bit lackluster. I I feel like Like, if it was really this close, I felt like I I would have been like, oh, shit, like, you know, but I just feel like it's been dragged on, man, so far now. It has, yeah. I feel like if they had just announced it out of nowhere, that would have had way more of an impact on me. Well... Because I'm not that fucking excited for it, because you probably, we all probably know what's going to happen, right? Yeah. I mean, I love Conor. He's a fucking hero of mine, man. I mean, I'm looking forward to the press conferences more than the fight. How fucked up is that? I really am. I think that it will be fucking Hollywood shit. I think it'll be hilarious. But, like... In terms of the fight, like, I mean, like I said, I fucking love Connor, but I really I really don't know, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I mean, Mayweather's been hit like five times in 49 fights, John. Five times he's been hit well. Five times, 49 fights, and nearly all those fights go to the decision. So what, like 12 by four minutes. So say he spent, like, I don't know how much time in the ring, say 500 minutes maybe, something like that. He hasn't been hit
0: five times. No, yeah, that's I, fucking crazy. I can't see, look. I, I, <laughs> I, I'm the same as you. I'm a big Conor McGregor fan, but I could not, cannot fucking see him beating Floyd Mayweather. I think Floyd Mayweather is just like you could really argue, you could really strongly argue, he's the best boxer of all time. Yeah, like he's just he's like I he just said how little he's been hit over the course of his last few fights. Like he's it's he's just going to fuck him up. It's the sad reality. But here's the thing, right? Here's the thing. If uh, if McGregor has nothing to lose from this, Mayweather has everything to lose. Because if Mayweather, by some miracle, does lose, just yeah. say he gets caught with one good punch and he's fucked. Yeah, that's only like that's only gonna question uh, the fluidity of uh, Floyd Mayweather's career. It's gonna ruin boxing. boxing. Yeah, boxing's <laughs> gonna die. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. That's boxing it, is yeah. over. Yeah. The,
1: so the UFC. They have nothing to lose, but yeah. they have everything to win, yeah. right? Like you just said. Which, so of course they want that fucking
0: fight. Exactly because if 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 McGregor does win, it will show that MMA is the superior. Which it fucking is. Yeah, I mean, in I terms mean, of entertainment, man. Oh yeah, yeah. Jesus!
1: Like boxing is hard to watch sometimes. Like oh, fuck. did you
0: did you watch that Bellew fucking David Hay fight? I didn't actually know. No. It was the worst, man. Was it, it? Oh, it was so boring. I couldn't give a fuck. Like David Hay clearly injured himself in the fifth round. And I just thought it was a ser. I remember just watching it saying, right, Tony Bellew is going to just finish him now. Everyone can fucking, like, I haven't watched boxing in years and I can even tell David Hayes fucked here. And it lasted for another fucking five rounds after that. And the whole, each round, Hayes, like, in one round, he got knocked down three times. Like, he just kept getting up and he was, he he hurt his Achilles heel or some shit like that. But what the
1: fuck? I heard there's some pretty fucked up photos of his foot. Yeah. Is that true? Do you want to get that up and show me? I haven't seen it. And like, if I had to put money on it, because I don't really follow that boxing that much, I am interested in it. But I mean, I would have put money on David Haye naturally, given Liberty. That I saw the weigh-in photos. Bellew looked like a big fat dad, right? That's right. He's a big dad, bod. like,
0: there's so many injuries pictures here. Let's see. Put
1: Bellew fight or Bellew. What the. F-
0: no, fuck it. I can't find it. <laughs> Not to worry. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah, no. It's crazy. Like I think that's going to be sort of. I think you're right though. Like, um, if you were right, with what we're saying. Like, I think if McGregor, by some miracle, does win, that is like the complete fucking annihilation of that sport. Like, like really and truly, where could it go from there? You know? Because yeah. you have boxing's all time one, one of boxing's all times best. Fighting one of the current sort of uh, superstars of the MMA of MMA, he is the star. Yeah, so right. like, like it, it you know that would just be the nail in the coffin because the sport is dead. It like no, not, it's not dead. But that may be a blip blunt to say, but I couldn't name I couldn't name ten boxers. I could name ten MMA fighters easily. You know, yeah. and it wasn't like like that's not no really biased. I wouldn't really be like like it wasn't for the sort of current sort of. Uh, you know, just how the UFC really promoted, I wouldn't be such a big fan of it. You know, it's it's kind of it's kind of it's kind of hard to articulate. I guess I'm just it's just the way it sucks you in. It's so exciting. It's the build up to the fights are so exciting. It's really easy to follow. Yeah, uh, the fights are a lot more exciting. There's five rounds. and shorter five minute rounds. Yeah,
1: yeah. And it's like a yeah higher probability for something crazy to happen. Right, with the <laughs> smaller gloves and the fact you can kick people in the fucking face. Yeah, <laughs> you know. No, um, it's the closest thing you can get to a street fight. Yeah, it's a close, definitely. It's you know? a, yeah, it's
0: the closest sort of thing you can get to an actual proper fight. Yeah, because like if you if, if you get knocked down on the ground in an in, in an MMA fight, you're fucked. You know they can lunge on top of you and start beating you, lunge on top of you and try to put you in a submission. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's <coughs> it's pretty great. Yeah. So did you see fucking Logan?
1: Yes. Best Marvel movie of all time. Behind Spider-Man Two, That's of good. course. That's the right answer. <laughs> Thank you, John. We we talked about this with James, right? Yeah, I think we did briefly. Yeah, but sort of James wasn't really into
0: sort of uh, superhero films, so I think we kind of steered away from it. We haven't okay. actually had a chance to properly discuss it
1: and dissect yes. the, the brilliance of Hugh Jackman's performance.
0: Yeah, it's kind of uh, it's kind of a really it's a real dream send off, isn't it? Like, uh, yeah, like I mean, considering how bad the other. Well, the, the other first one's shit, and uh, the second one, sorry, the Wolverine trilogy, the first uh, Wolverine film is desperate, the second one's okay. I wasn't mad great.
1: about the second one, man, I really wasn't, like, no. I just I couldn't help a feeling and watching and it, I was like, oh, I missed the other X-Men, <laughs> you know, but this one was fucking great, man, perfect send-off, we're definitely not being paid by, uh, by Marvel Studios to tell you go see it, so you should go see it, trusting that we're not financially gaining behind it.
0: We can't talk about spoilers, no,
1: no. Fuck it, yeah, we can. Yeah, fuck, fuck it, yeah. If you, if you haven't seen it, fuck you. Go see it. I don't give a fuck. I want to talk to John about it. Man.
0: Wolverine dies. <laughs> he's not coming back. Well, he probably is as a different actor, but he's dead.
1: <laughs> he's fucking dead.
0: Right, hear me out here, right? Fuck it. Spoilers. Life's fucking... Life's assimilation. Fuck you. <laughs> Get over it. If your fucking sensibilities are harmed that uh, we spoiled the fictional film, go fuck yourself <laughs>
1: life's a fucking simulation <laughs> wake up, people
0: nobody oh, um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying to myself just i need i need some I need a debate on this here, right <laughs> hear me out oh. so the ending is fucking really depressing, right, yeah, but in a good way it's sort of it's a reminder of the sort of troubles of real life, you know how yeah truly like not everything works out in the end. You know, Definitely. that that's the way life goes on. You see the kids move on after he dies. It's
1: heartbreaking, yeah.
0: Yeah. Is that a... What do you prefer? Do you prefer that sort of ground-based, heartbreaking sort of ending? Or do you prefer the ending to Days of Future Past, which is sort of a, a more sort of positive, uplifting sort of send-off for the characters?
1: Well, I feel... Because this is his last one, right? So, yeah, I'm happy the way it ended. I mean, oh, it was really beautiful, the last sequence, right? Yeah. I mean... Oh, so yeah. Basically, we we well, we'll do a quick review of the film, right? Yes. Okay, right. So basically, we we travel f- forward in time in the fucked up universe that is X Men right now. No one fucking knows what's going on, but it's the year twenty twenty seven. Some future future Something bullshit like year, yeah. Um, all the mutants are dead, apart from Logan, um, and Professor X, and some other wee kids what, that have been no, experimented what, on. What's his name? Oh, yeah, uh, Caliban. Caliban. Yeah. Who died uh, in X Men Apocalypse? But is now back in Logan. The universe is <laughs> fucked. On who, who cares? <laughs> um, basically, and they're taking care of Professor X, um, Caliban, and on Logan, and they're trying to get money together so they can buy a boat and, and sail it off into the sunset. How did you feel about that? That was their um, yeah motive at the start of the film. I
0: thought maybe it was a did bit you like that. I liked it a lot. I really did. I at first I was like, oh, this is maybe too on the nose because I I kind of just viewed as an embodiment of sort of that really. Uh, glorified dream of sort of wanting to escape all the troubles, you know, you leave. Exactly. You leave it never and, works yeah. out, though, does it? No, it never works it never out. never does.
1: So, yeah, I, I kind of like that When I heard them talking about that. I was like, oh, they, they want to sail off into the sunset. And going into this film as it's marketed as his last one, I was kind of like, oh, yeah, I like that, you know? Yeah. He's, you know. Well, this is
0: not like how I thought it was going to go down because prior to seeing the film, I'd said to you, what I thought was going to happen was, you know, the, this new young girl, X-23, uh, was going to be kidnapped at some stage in the third act. Mm. And then Wolverine would, you know, go save the day, kill the bad guys, yeah. walk off into the sunset at the yeah. end. Yeah. I kind of really knew fucking Patrick Stewart was going to die in the film. Did you? Yeah, yeah I, I, was, I had a feeling. I was 110% certain he was. I don't know, I
1: don't know if they handled that scene well.
0: I thought they handled it brilliantly. Really? I loved it, yeah. Okay. It's so, I, I thought it was the most sort of depressing part of the film because... Now, this may sound very, very bad for anyone listening to this, but there's a clone of Wolverine in the film. That's sort of one of the main antagonists, one of the main obstacles for the characters to overcome. And uh, this perfect clone of Wolverine kills Patrick Stewart. So it's very, very, or Charles Xavier, which is kind of really fucked up and weird. The last thing he sees is his so-called trusted friend, like, killing him. He, he doesn't obviously realize that it's uh, it's a clone of Wolverine, but the, then you know when Logan is carrying Xavier's body, he's like, "That wasn't me. It wasn't me." He's so I
1: thought that was fucking heartbreaking. Yeah. like that's the only thing he wanted to get across was like he wasn't even concerned that much with like trying to heal him, maybe because he knew, you know, he yeah, was fucked. gonna die. But it's just like it wasn't me. It yeah. wasn't me.
0: No, it's it's, it's, it's really gr- powerful. It's great. It's kind of uh, it's kind of really weird that sort of in uh, out of all these X Men films that are just so convoluted now and so fucking. There's So many of them, the lore to them is very hard to follow. It's kind of weird that you get this sort of uh, sort of gem, I guess, out of all that. Which is, which, to be honest, not too really surprising. Like there is just pretty, pretty really good X Men films. Like X Men Two: Days of Future Past is fantastic. The first X Men film is pretty great. Yeah, uh, Logan's fucking great. So yeah, like like
1: it's it's first class is very good. I think. Uh, yeah, Days of Future Past. I think my favorite. I think yeah. in terms of like the whole X Men together, yeah. you know. And, um, yeah, it's it's going to be interesting now to see where the, the rest of the characters go. W- what's going to happen next? Are they going to follow through with this younger gen- generation of yeah, the characters? It, with, it, what's her name? The girl from Game of Thrones? Um, oh,
0: Sophie Turner, yeah, yeah,
1: that, yeah. That whole young cast. Are they going to keep going with that?
0: Yeah, that's weird, yeah, because... like. It, it, I guess what I was thinking because it kind of spoils in Logan that all the X-Men die <laughs> so <laughs> whatever you, obstacles yeah. to face I know how to die it doesn't die. matter Xavier's, they're going be
1: dead by, by the, yeah, Xavier yeah Xavier kills Kim, them yeah what's
0: yeah. hinted at yeah in the West the Westchester incident it's called in the radio uh, segment within the uh, film of Logan pretty fucked up is that um in a, in a comic series John no in uh, just uh, uh, Logan which is mainly well not mainly it's kind of very loosely inspired from old man Logan uh, no Man Logan. It's actually Wolverine kills all the X Men. What happens is uh, all the superhero, all the super villains, kind of, uh, kind of put this plan to sort of, uh, to sort of beat all the heroes. I guess is the way right way to de- de- describe it. And uh, what happens is Mysterio, who is one of uh, Spider Man's uh, classic villains from his rogue Gallery, he kind of uh, tricks Wolverine into Mysterio's whole gimmick. By the way, is he can create these fantastic illusions that seem so real but he tricks Wolverine into seeing uh, that X-Men, the, the X-Men are under attack and that Jubilee, who in the comics is uh, almost like a daughter figure to Wolverine, he sees her die. Wolverine goes in this big, massive, berserker rage and all he can see is all the villains atta- attacking the X-Mansion. So he starts killing them all, but when the vision wears off, it soon realizes that there weren't the villains. He actually just slaughtered all of the X-Men and as a result, he uh, attempts to kill himself by letting a train run over his head. And he never retracts his claw. He never uh, pops his claws out again after that. Jesus Christ! But uh, you couldn't do an old man Logan film because the the Hulk is a major component of that storyline. Uh, Hawkeye is a major component. Uh, the Red Skull is a big part of it. All these other characters are owned by the Disney uh, the Disney section of Marvel. that are not owned by 20th Century Fox. So the only really thing that sort of uh, uh, that sort of the film Logan really takes from, is the fact that Wolverine himself is really, really old, uh, he kind of lives in a, a, a very dystopian-esque future, maybe not, a, it's nowhere near as dystopian as it is in the comics, but it's it's a very bleak world, and that's really all it really takes from, so just kind of, that's really the only two components I could, I noticed, maybe I could be mistaken, but x twenty three is not in Old Man Logan, uh, Charles Xavier's not in Old Man Logan the comic, so, yeah, it's, it's weird. It, to be honest, it was a very weird marketing strategy. Uh, strategy, strategy. Fuck. Because going into when I originally heard of the production of a Thor: Wolverine film, the main thing that they were advertising was that it was uh, based off the comic Old Man Logan, which it really isn't. It's kind of a very original story, and that's really interesting about it. It's, it's James Mangold who wrote the script. It's kind of his what he sort of envisioned for the character. So it's kind of a I'm actually kind of glad it's not based off a comic book story because usually when these films are based off a comic book story, you have all these fucking nerds giving out when it sort of the director tries to change one or two small wee bits to suit his own, yeah. to, to, just to do his own sort of vision. But yeah, so I'm pretty happy. I'm I'm I fucking love the film. Fuck it, I'm a big comic fan. I think it's fucking fantastic, even though it's not really based off anything. And yeah, just to like kind of finish the point I was kind of saying there. Um, this is just my opinion, but when you take the sort of best superhero films that I've, like, at least I, that I have seen, which would be Spider-Man 1 and 2, <laughs> X-Men 1 and 2, The Dark Knight Trilogy, and, um, well, well, that's what I put up there.
1: Guardians Galaxy is pretty good. Yeah, that's pretty, like that?
0: yeah, that's pretty great. Yeah, that's fucking, that's a hell of a fun film. It's I think, good, yeah. I think all, one of the thing, things that all these films have in common, it's, like, these directors... They're not like yes men in a sense. They're not really trying to appeal to sort of a larger comic book audience. They're kind of just make the best possible film they can. And by doing this, you're you know really kind of breaking down these characters, really examining what's really good about them, and really sort of doing the right moves to make this a fit, make a good adaptation from a comic book to a film. Because when you're adapting one form of medium to another form of medium, it's uh, there's a lot to take in consideration. You have to make a sort of like a lot changes, yeah, in terms of your boundaries. Yes. Because you can suspend your disbelief a lot more from a comic book than you would a film. Yeah. So, and it's, uh, I think that's really, I think that's really where all these sort of directors succeeded, you know, sort of like, we talked about this before, but sort of how Sam Raimi didn't use web shooters because he knew it was ridiculous to have a teenager to sign down on screen. The audience (laughs) wouldn't believe it. So instead, it's a lot more simple. It's organic. Same with uh, The Dark Knight, uh, Bruce Wayne, it's it just it, he gets the, the Batmobile from a military program that uh, Wayne Enterprises were funding. Instead of building a car himself, that would have been fucking stupid. So yeah, and it's the kind of same with James Mangold here. He does his own thing, really kind of breaks down his character to its uh, to its absolute best, and tells the best possible story he can. I fucking loved it. <laughs> it's great. So go watch Logan. Yeah, and where do you, where do you think
1: the is going to go from here? With X-Men. Or just the whole superhero genre as a whole. We've talked about this before, but I'm fucking convinced it's just it's going to be like uh, westerns, cowboy films, man. Yeah. It's oversaturation too much, and people are going to get fucking sick of it. Yeah. I mean, I think they're making a big mistake trying to just, you know, they're fucking cash cows, man. That's really it. At the end of the day, they fucking make money, so they're going to keep pumping them out until literally the last one doesn't, you know, loses money, loses money, and then they'll fucking kill it.
0: Onto to something else. Yeah, but do you think you're going to see a lot of uh, copycats now, like sort of when The Dark Knight was such
1: a su- success? Everyone went for a dark tone, yes. like Man of Steel, yes. when it didn't fucking fit with the no. character. Yeah. That was bullshit. <laughs> that was fucking bullshit. We've talk, yeah, I've talked to you about this before. I mean, The Dark Knight was fucking great, and it's dark tones, and it's dark music, and it's sort of maybe under-saturated colour palette sometimes because of its story, because of its character, because of what was happening, it was a fucking fucked up story. This guy's had his parents murdered in front of him and then he loses Rachel in the dark night, right? Yep. Do you know what I mean? So all these emotions come into play, but when you have fucking Superman with its terrible colour correction, get that up actually, have you seen that, John? Yeah. The colour correction thing where someone fixes it. It's fucking incredible. It totally changes the fucking film. I mean, and like, trying to make Superman all fucking depressed, man. I mean Is this it? Yeah, this is it trying to make Superman all depressed for no fucking reason? It's bullshit. Yeah. It doesn't it, work. I, I mean I, like you've talked you've you say this all the time. You're literally like, I mean, this guy can do anything. This should be the funnest film ever. He should be going around like holy shit, I can fly, look at this shit. I can fucking punch a guy through a wall. Whoa. But no, he's like, Oh, I'm fucking sad and shit. Like yeah, copy in the dark night there with the interrogation, like no, it,
0: shot for shot, man. It kind of, uh, to be honest, uh, what makes me really just like you kind of made a good point there, like uh, sort of how this is a man that can do every single possible thing. It should be the most funnest film ever, and like that's the best thing about the '78 film, the Richard Donner film. Like in that film, it's it's so fucking fun. Like there's a great scene when these bullies, you know, tell him to you know clean up the football field. And they're going to, go have, they're going to drive to a party and have a good time while stupid Clark Kent you know, cleans everything up. But yeah. he quickly cleans it up and beats them to the party by running faster than the train. And it's such a fun <laughs> fucking scene. It's so. Fun. That's what I would do if I could fucking move at the speed of a bullet. <laughs> <laughs> and it's great. Like in Clark Kent, you really care for the character because he's just goofy, you know, he's, he's constantly stuttering. He's unsure of himself. Mm. He's this great, fun character. And then, you know... When he takes off that disguise, he's you know, the strongest, most powerful man on the planet. It's 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 great. It's such a great contrast. How fucking shredded
1: was Henry Cavill though? I'll give him that man, he was oh, yeah. fucking jacked, wasn't he? <laughs> Holy shit! Yeah, <laughs> you know, fucking play. You know, was
0: that was that was that good nutrition, good diet, and good training program, or was that here bend over, let me stick this needle in your ass?
1: Uh, both. Yeah. I say both. I'd say he was doing both pretty well.
0: Yeah, it was that shot of him when he's changing clothes when he when he steals clothes from yeah. someone's fucking clothesline? <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ! An asshole. <laughs> or when he ruins a guy's livelihood by destroying his truck, <laughs> <laughs> like. Woo, I, love I love
1: the. Uh, I give Man of Steel one thing. I love the flashback scenes. They were fucking great. Remember the one in the bus? Oh yeah, they were cool, yeah, that was that was fucking cool. Yeah.
0: What do you think of all the nine uh, eleven imagery of urban terrorism constantly being shoved in your fucking face?
1: Yeah, just to keep the American people on edge, right? Yeah. Keep them afraid so they'll uh, they'll keep voting to uh, push out Islam. Yeah, it's, uh, a, I, 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 it's I, 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 sad.
0: It's so like to be honest. This is a, this is all the product of quite possibly the worst filmmaker of our time, Zack
1: Snyder. He's not the worst, uh, is he? Oh,
0: he? he must be. Fuck, fuck Zack Snyder.
1: Oh, Joel Schumacher. He sucks. Oh, well, Joel,
0: Joel, Joel <laughs> Schumacher did uh, uh, Going Under. I want to just double-crack the name of that film. Hold on. Oh, no, it's Falling Down. Sorry.
1: Falling Down. Why do you hate Zack Snyder so much? I'll tell you why. Because I've seen pretty much
0: all of his films, or most of them at least, he done
1: three hundred, right? I like
0: three hundred. There's a falling down. Just yeah, uh, just for just so anyone knows that's listening, we have uh, we brought up the Wikipedia page of the film Falling Down. It's a fantastic fucking film with Michael Douglas. Uh, he kind of goes postal in it. Uh, cool he, man. I very,
1: haven't fucking heard anything about this. It's
0: great. It's great. It's a uh, he kind of a uh, and uh, he he kind of has like a really bad day, and that that kind of you know snowballs to where he just kind of loses it. He gets a gun. He goes on a mad day. It's it's great. It's actually a great commentary on society as well. There's a lot of good messages in it,
1: but it's a it's So what he does a boring nine to five office job. Yep. Office job, I assume. Right. Yep. And then well he just loses it one day and goes yep. okay, cool. mad. And he like there's a great scene when he goes
0: into like a fast food restaurant, he asks for a burger the burger, it looks nothing like it did on the, the poster. poster. And Aww. he makes a big, he
1: pulls out a gun. I've heard about that, yeah. right, right, right. He's
0: mad. Oh, cool. And like, yeah, there's these, this great scene where the, there are these uh, road workers who are have completely blocked off a section of the busy L.A. streets. Mm. And he gets out of the car and he makes sort of commentary on like, you know, the reason you're delaying this longer and longer or the reason you, you found this fault and you're now delaying it longer and longer so you can get more money. You know, there was no fault with this road, you know, it's it, it's kind of hard to explain. We have to we have to watch it. We had to watch it sometime. But it's, it's and then great, we'll talk about it. It's a great. It's a great fucking film. But Joel Schumacher did that. Joel Schumacher done one or two good films. It's just uh, to be honest, it's kind of sad. He just was. He just had He's no blacklisted now, right? Yeah, because of, he must because be finished, is he? Because of bat yeah the Batman films. But that said, like don't get me wrong, awful films. Some of the worst films of all fucking time. And a big slap in the face if you're a fan of that character. <laughs> but that said, Joel Schumacher probably had no <laughs> understanding of comic books or. Or superheroes in general, he just yeah. thought that there was a giant kids toy show movie. Yeah,
1: yeah. It sold a lot of toys. I had the Robin action figure and the motorbike from Batman and Robin when yeah. I was a kid, so I guess it worked. I have a quite, I have an observation though. Do you think that um, you know, Joel Schumacher's Batman and Robin, and he known Batman forever as well, right? That's right. Do you think that they look uh, a lot worse now? given that we have seen Batman Begins and The Dark Knight. Oh, yes, <laughs> like, yes. You, see, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. say, maybe before then, it's like, oh, no, that, those movies are just kind of... Kind of camp, right? And maybe a bit out there. But after seeing what the potential of Batman as a character can be pushed to, yeah, it's like, oh my god, what of, a piece of
0: shit! It's kind of crazy as well because, like, I always kind of try to put my pers- my myself and my father's perspective. My father grew up in the '60s when uh, the Batman, the infamous 1960s Batman TV series, was Adam always. West, yes. And then when he had when he had his son, when he had me, and he would take me to see those Batman films. They're all goofy, so he just probably assumed his entire life this is what the character of Batman is. He's this, you know, over-the-top, goofy, silly character. And
1: have, have you, has Banana seen
0: The Dark Knight? Uh, he's seen... He, yeah, I showed him and he couldn't believe it. He, he liked it. Lost, yeah, he he, loved, he loved, it. loved it, yeah.
1: Okay, this is this is great. I, I love this, given this as an analogy, as, like, someone say, like, kind of like a, a an average guy, right? Because he doesn't know as much as uh, film and especially comics and stuff as we yeah, would. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So what what did he think of it? And he loved it, right? He loved it. He couldn't
0: believe it. He could, like, I think it kind of shocked him that sort of... Uh, this is why this character is so beloved. is because this sort of darkness and real world uh, sort of teams kind of you know are major component of Batman stories, and uh, it's kind of great. He, I, I don't think you could.
1: He just couldn't believe how good it was, and it was such a great thriller as how, well. And this this goes back to as well in film these days. Practical effects, man. Practical yeah. effects. That's right. Most of the dark. Holy practical shit! Effects. Like, there's only one bit of CGI that comes to mind right now in The Dark Knight. Helicopter. The helicopter. Yeah. How did you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that you, that must be it. Then is it? Uh, I can't think of it the, the, like. tr- the truck actually
0: flipped. They actually flipped the truck, didn't
1: they? They did. Yeah. yeah. Um, the bit where the um, the fucking tumbler uh, crashes into the uh, garbage truck. Remember in the tunnel. Oh yeah. That's CGI, but it's yeah. fucking done really with practical effects. You know that they use a remote control car. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, it's to scale then. But like, it goes back to it, man. Like, fucking, it just it sells that world so easily to the viewer when they're watching it and they can 100% tell oh yeah that this is all real like that batmobile that actually exists that fucking car instead of this fucking bullshit now like every fucking scene i'll give you that it's Schneider he goes way over the top of CGI oh man. my god way over the top like holy shit too man. Like, much
0: like, all of it like have you seen batman v superman like the batmobile and that i've and seen
1: dash. like 5 minutes and i turned it off it's a fucking yeah, piece of shit the like.
0: batmobile CGI and that the whole thing is CGI
1: all right we've a lot to talk about batman and fucking versus superman but i want to i feel like we have to start with Jesse Eisenberg. Yeah. What the fuck, man? I used to love him. I used to really connect with him as an actor with Adventureland and The Social Network. Fucking two of my favorite movies, Zombieland. Three great films there, right? Yeah. What the fuck was he thinking, taking that role, He's very good in uh, American Ultra as well. Yeah.
0: But, like, here's a good point, right? Just awful. Because there's so much I want to talk... You're right. There is so much to talk about it, but just hear me out, right? Jesse Eisenberg, right? Just on paper, shouldn't be Lex Luthor because, like... and. He just hear me out. In the comics, at least, Lex Luthor is a very, very popular character for a reason. He's just very, very intelligent, strong. Sort of, he's a real sort of presence whenever he's on screen. Uh,
1: stop me if I'm wrong, but in the comics, he's the villain of all villains in DC Universe. Oh, he's, well, oh yeah, he, yeah. He, he, uh, There's a story where he takes all the villains together. Well, yeah, right? like there's a there's like ma- he's that smart. Yeah,
0: there's there's many stories where it takes the entire Justice League to take down Luthor. Like Luthor is a, a serious threat. Like even, really, yeah? like, even when Fuck. you even when we watch the Justice League animated series from the early 2000s that's a great season great show great but series he, yeah who's the final antagonist Lex Luthor you know to take on Luthor when he teams up with Brainiac like he's a that's crazy he's, he's a constant like and the way they depict him in this film they give him no justice at all yeah well. like, it's silly. So, but here's the thing right is that more Zack Snyder's fault than Jesse Eisenberg uh, because Zack Snyder should have known the cast someone who could who's like Jesse Eisenberg I think is a great actor but it's, it's it, that's not a role for him you no. want someone like you want someone who's going to have a very Intimidating on screen presence,
1: yeah, and he just doesn't bring that at all, yeah, does like, he? He like, really does. No, the original rumors, were and that's okay. I mean, obviously, like you said, you got to play to your abilities, yeah, right. And the original rumor was it was going to be Brian
0: Crankston, uh, Crank- Crankston was going to play uh Lex Luthor, and that would have been fucking that would have been, been cool, great, yeah, yeah. especially be- with the bald head, yeah. like
1: from uh, you know, Breaking Bad, yeah, but uh, yeah, you're, you're
0: right, there is so much to talk about that film. Uh, was that the worst superhero film ever? Could it be maybe.
1: You know, there's a good there's a good case in point. Obviously, I would have jumped to say no, Batman and Robin, but I mean, you got to look at where they are now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Batman and Robin was what twenty years ago when superhero so movies were very rare. They gotta learn from mistakes, like shit, like that. So, like exactly, yeah. Plus, they probably had. I'm I'm going to assume they probably had a fucking way bigger budget, yeah. right? So they can technically do more.
0: You know what I mean? So. And also to tie back into what we were saying earlier about sort of uh, what makes these great superhero movies, what makes the best superhero movies great is sort of directors stamping their own personal vision. Zack Snyder's own personal vision, some of the stuff he done is just so stupid. For example, Batman kills so many fucking people in this film. Which is... Completely devalues the character. It really does because you have to ask yourself a question, how does the Joker exist? One of the main components of Batman is the fact he doesn't kill the Joker no matter how, all these awful things he does. So it's like... Would he not just have killed him in the first uh, ever contact, the first ever meeting with each would other? Would have saved so much life. Yeah, and plus, you're right, it does remove that moral quandary where it's like, you know, he probably could save a lot more people by doing it, but he would he he would have to lower himself to the villain's
1: level to do it. One of the best lines of the whole Chris Nolan trilogy, you know, I mean, that's the, the only thing, the only thing that separates us from, us them. from them is... Yeah.
0: He won't kill them, which is true. And like he runs over people with the Batmobile and this. He
1: blows people up. He stabs <laughs> does people. doesn't give a fuck, does he? Shoots people as well. He kills someone with a gun, so... Did you like Ben Affleck as Batman? No. Because I, I've heard from a lot of people who I once had a, as gave them a good source of credible... of knowing what they're talking about and they really liked Ben Affleck as either Batman or just Bruce Wayne. No.
0: You didn't know? No, I thought, to be honest, Stephen. I really didn't get any fucking thing from him at all. I thought he was just very bland and I didn't really get a sort of emotional depth that I got with like Christian Bale or even Michael Keaton in some regards. Cri-
1: Christian Bale has um, come on record after the trilogy saying that he, he was disappointed with his own performance. You know, really? Yeah, he well, said that he didn't feel like he gave the character justice which I think is very brave to come out and yeah, say something like that.
0: I think he's pretty great. I think he's, uh, I think he's especially great. Uh, <clears throat> don't get me wrong, The Dark Knight is by far the best of that trilogy but I think Bale is... Had his best in Batman Begins. I think he really plays a sort of very vulnerable. Uh, he really kind of, he really makes that. He really makes you very sympathetic for that character. You mm-hmm. know, he's uh, he's very he's, he's he's fantastic in that. So I think he might be. I think he's been a bit hard on himself because he kind of played, he kind of played a character in a trilogy that's become a very staple uh, a icon symbol. of our generation. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Especially our generation. It, it was the film of our generation was the Dark Knight. Like how much has been parodied yeah. and referenced in popular culture. But yeah, no, it's crazy because. You know, the trilogy only ended in 2012. Four years later,
1: you know, here's this really shitty fucking remake. Yeah, and I'm, I, I don't like Ben Affleck as, as Batman in the first place, but I feel like he should have had a standalone film first before. Oh, yeah, yeah? fuck yeah. Like, what was that about? Why did, did they throw it in And in, in this... Like, I felt like they could have built that film up for years. Yeah, they should. Batman versus
0: Superman, like... Yeah, because you can build it up, you can establish the two characters' morals establish the war of views and then it's it, it kind of set up these world views to clash with one that, that would then leads to a conflict between the two characters
1: Would you have liked to have seen
0: um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt as Robin? Yeah, fuck it, yeah, yeah. I would see Robin on
1: Done Right to be honest Maybe I, Nightwing
0: yeah, yeah, fuck it. I think that, I think that would be pretty fucking. Uh, I think that'd be pretty great. I, th-
1: I felt like they, they they missed a big missed opportunity there. I think that could have been great.
0: Yeah, it, it, yeah, easily could have. Yeah, to be honest, it, it, but I, I wouldn't be surprised that like uh, there's a a solo Batman film coming out now in 2018, and I wouldn't be surprised if we probably seen uh, an incarnation of it's Robin. A, it's then. another
1: another chance for another standalone film to make money, right? So.
0: Yeah, it's which is pretty fucking sad because also that movie's in limbo at the moment. The, which one? Uh, the the it's called I think they're calling it Dead Batman. It's the twenty eighteen Batman film. But Ben Affleck was yeah maybe directing it. He's pulled now. They're cycling through different directors. The writers he's, keep he's changing. Not, he's
1: not playing Batman anymore, too,
0: right? He wants out of it. Yeah, he yeah. wants out of his rumor. Uh, but he he has he was officially directing it, and now he's no longer directing. They pulled him. So the crew kind of keeps changing on that there. And whenever that happens in the film's pre-production. You know, something bad's about to happen, so... Uh, I'm yep.
1: sorry, sorry, something just came into my mind. How excited are you for the Blade Runner sequel? Oh, shit, man. Holy fuck. So I just keep, You just shit in your pants, are you? Like, just to give some uh, con-
0: context, Blade is okay. my favourite film. Go on. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that was the, all the context needed. Yes. Uh, when is it out? Uh, July? October. October? Oh, fuck. That's
0: far away. My, my October is the month I'm uh, born yeah. in, so I'm so fucking excited. Two uh, birthdays for John. Yeah, I think that film is going to be it's gonna be special, man.
1: I, I, They've I got a good fucking team. They do. They've got a good they fucking do. team. They really do. Who, who's the director?
0: Uh, I always pronounce his fucking name wrong, so I'm just going to... It's the guy that done Looper, right? Uh, no, it's the guy that
1: did uh, Sicario, oh. Arrival and uh, Prisoners. Prisoners is fucking great, man. I was watching it the other night with my friends... Prisoners is a good one.
0: And Ridley Scott is producing it. He did the story as well. He didn't write it. He did just did the story. Okay. Uh. I can't pronounce his name. It's The director is Dennis Villeneuve. <laughs> <laughs> Villeneuve. Fuck it. He's French. I'm going to Google how to pronounce that. Yeah.
1: That's a good fucking team, man.
0: Uh, the cinematography is done by uh, Roger uh, Deacon. Uh, Deacon's... De- yeah, that, yeah, that's who you pronounce it. Yeah, Roger Deakins, he uh, famously did the, did the cinematography for Shawshank Redemption and pretty much many other classics. <laughs> what
1: a fucking dream team! Like.
0: <laughs> I, I think it's been edited by the guy who edited Twelve Years a Slave. He won uh, the Academy Award for that. For that. Yeah. yeah. Let me just fucking which, hell, man. Let me just get this up because we have the internet right here in front Close, of us. Plus,
1: one of my, my personally favorite uh, actors, Ryan Gosling. I fucking love him. He's in it. That's right. Yeah, Gosling's in it. And John, you you said um, that. Um, What's his name?
0: Yeah, that's right. Joe, Joe Walker is the editor. He
1: uh, won the Academy Award. What were you going to say? Um, yeah, you said... Uh, you, you read somewhere that Harrison Ford said that it was a, the best script he's ever read. That's right, yeah. Fuck. So He's had some good scripts. Yeah. He's had some good scripts in his hands. So there you go. like it's, uh, it's, it's mad. Like, it's just
0: a... Uh, I'm,
1: I'm just... I'm I just, think they're going to fucking pull it out of the bag, John. I hope so. I think it's going to be better than the first one. Man, Stephen... I, like, I I mean, Make me wet for thinking about yeah. that. <laughs> Holy shit. Like, I mean... G- God damn. They have like everything right for it, though, right? Like what,
0: what do you think of the cast anyways? You have Jared Leto, there's Ryan Gosling. Harrison Ford, Batista's in it, which is which I know what role he's gonna be playing. He's gonna be the playing. tough bad guy. Yeah, he's the tough, probably super genetic replicant. You have Robin Wright, she plays the wife in uh what do you call it? Uh House of Cards.
1: Yeah, oh yeah, she's a good actress, yeah. Um
0: Yeah, no, it's it's a good cast. Like I can't see it. I just cannot see it being bad because I, I just can't Stephen I think who's, who's
1: composing it? Is that the guy from the first one? I would assume so Probably No like, actually no It's actually it's not
0: No uh, What did this guy produce? Uh, what composed? Oh he did The Theory of Everything Which is very good Yeah it's, Yeah that that, music, that music's very powerful actually The Theory of Everything He's actually worked with the director On his last film Sicario Arrival Yeah so uh, yeah. I have
1: faith I have other Pure faith John Yeah no I uh, So
0: October October 6th it's oh, said here
1: Can't come quick enough
0: yeah, no, it, like, we've only, we had such a small teaser trailer, and we've know we know so little, like, the, 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 the premise we have is so, it's so small, like, I, we really, to be honest, we know, we're kind of really in the dark about the film, so, yeah, no, I'm just, I'm just really excited, like, I hope, I hope it's, like, I hope the fuck it's going to be good, I hate the thoughts of it being, you know, a cash grab, and it's. It's
1: really, it's not going to be that, I no. know, I know that for a fact, man, like, the f- how long have the, has it been since the original
0: Oh, it's a... 30 na- years, is it? 1982 was the ori- when the original was released.
1: What's oh, that, uh, 35 years?
0: Yeah. Fuck. 35 years, man. There you
1: go. That's fucking crazy, isn't it? <laughs> yeah.
0: that. And to be honest, like, the original Blade Runner wasn't uh, a financial success. It didn't become the cult following it did until it's sort of a DVD release. So it's kind of great that, you know, it's kind of built up a very popular fan base over the years. So it's kind of great to see it getting, you know, it's now you're going to... Because of this film, it could be, you know, maybe a main sort of staple of popular culture nowadays.
1: Does that give you uh, hope, John, as a filmmaker? Maybe. Um No, I mean, like, if you release a film and people say it's shit, then you're like, oh, come on. Look, Blade Runner didn't uh, pick up wind until a few years after. So give it, <laughs> do you ever, do you ever, I, sometimes true. I feel like that. That's true, yeah.
0: <laughs> we we I, uh, I recently did a presentation in college on a film we and you should really watch called uh, in Canada and uh, I've seen it yes I've seen it it's good and uh, it didn't pick up traction until 68 it was pulled in 63 after Kennedy got assassinated uh, Frank Sinatra oh
1: sorry I'm t- I've seen the remake Yeah, the yeah.
0: remake right oh the remake's brilliant the remake's, the remake's better, very yeah.
1: good I didn't know there was original sorry, oh, yeah. I didn't yeah. know that oh, it was okay.
0: 62 original and uh, say it again sorry Frank Sinatra wanted to get the film made but no one would help him so he JFK decided to help him make it Jesus. and then the sad thing is just a few months later uh, fiction uh, reality would mimic fiction and uh, Lee Harvey Oswald who just get a load of this? In the film, Raymond Shaw is brainwashed after coming back from North Korea and killing a presidential candidate. In real life, uh, Lee Harvey Oswald famously lived in Russia. It adopted sort of communist ideals, came back and killed the president of the United States. That's up for debate, John. Okay, that's up for debate. But for the prevalence of this, okay, I'll give you so that. So Frank Sinatra pulled the film after Kennedy's death. He felt so bad, and then it came back in '68, where it became a financial success. Wow,
1: fuck, I didn't know
0: that. Yeah, so uh, it's kind of uh, it's kind of crazy to think. Uh, you know, it's, uh, it's that's that, that that I think I think that's a prime example of a film sort of uh, getting second wind. I guess mm-hmm. would be the correct term. Uh, after its original release,
1: but yeah, the O4 remake is fucking great. JFK, man, I'm I'm convinced there was more than one shooter. Give me that at least. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah. I've I've watched like twenty documentaries on it, man. There was six shooters, definitely six. <laughs> yeah, and there was one in the fucking gutters. Did you ever? Did you hear that? No, no. There's one in the gutters outside the road. And the other way, they they have those trenches for people uh, listening. I'm sort of. Mimicking a, 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 a like a two by two <laughs> square foot uh, hole in the ground, but yeah, there's a guy pointing upwards. Bam, get him on the head. What do you think of that though? Like that's a uh, it's bad, isn't it? Like just
0: how that sort of has that conspiracy has been such a it's. it's that was the first one,
1: right? That yeah the- yeah it would be yeah. Right? Am I am I wrong in saying that? I think it is. Well, when I think t- that was the first one where people were like, well, here, "That's not what are. happened."
0: Here's the three biggest conspiracies of all time. Right? It's the moon landing, JFK, nine eleven, and JFK. Yeah.
1: The Holy Trinity. Yeah. The Holy fucking Trinity.
0: Yeah. No, that's true. <laughs> that's a, that's a great that's a great uh, name for the Holy Trinity. <laughs> oh.
1: <laughs> have you listened? Have you ever listened to the uh, those conspiracy guys, John? Wait, which conspiracy? The, they're, they're called those. Oh, conspiracy Guys, oh. They're, they're two uh, no. two Irish guys. Yeah, no, 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 you haven't heard of them. Never even heard of them. No. People listening at home, you should you should check them out, man. They uh, they put up some good shit. They've I think they've got like something like sixty or seventy shows at the minute Fuck. up on uh, iTunes and YouTube and like some of their shows. So they barely literally, literally like they would talk about each conspiracy, right? And like they've won on the Vatican. That's like seven hours long, man. <laughs> and they've won on nine eleven, JFK, Moon Landing. They cover all of them. It's fucking pretty, hell.
0: They're they're pretty cool. That's mad though. Where what happens if ever? did
1: become disclosed that JFK was killed by sort of uh, multiple shooters. I'm convinced, man. It was the uh, the powers that be. I mean, there's like photographs of uh, George uh, uh, Herbert. Is that his name? Uh, D- George H. Bush. Is oh, Herbert? sorry, yeah. What's his middle name? George H. H. Bush, H- yeah. anyway. George Sr., There's photos of him right after JFK is shot, and he's, like, shaking hands with people, and he's fucking smiling. And, like, there's a photograph on Air Force One. This is so fucked up, but you've probably seen it, of uh, JFK's wife. She's fucking signing the papers, like, to give um, Johnson, right? Yeah. Give him power. And, like, you can see... Fucking George Bush in the background smiling. He's like, "Oh, we fucking did it!" Like, I, I guess,
0: know? I guess the main thing that sort of uh, propels a lot of the conspiracy belief is like, sort of Lee Harvey Oswald was uh, shot straight after.
1: Yeah, that's by Jack Ruby. Yeah, exactly. Jack Ruby famously killed him. Yeah. I mean, that, that's the thing. It's just like it's like shoot him. It goes back to South Park, man. South Park, or the be all, the end all. Literally Have you seen the episode where like they're kind of talking about whistleblowers? And they're like, it's like, hey, he's a, he's a soldier. And he's just like, oh, guys, we shouldn't be doing this. This is wrong, inhumanely.' And someone's like, shoot him in his blabber mouth and just fucking kill him. Like, it's just the same. It comes back to that, man. My head's
0: right, Like the thing about conspiracy theories, especially on the internet, it's it's just a rabbit hole, man. You can
1: fall down it and just like read so much and just blow your fucking mind, you know. I am so far down that man, I'm ne- <laughs> I am never coming back. This, is, sorry, back to like killing people before they talk. Sudan was saying, man, I'm convinced. Like you know, the, when you look into it more and more, the media were portraying him like he was the fucking devil, weren't they? And, it like, I mean, you can say what you want about him, but at the end of the day, he kept the Middle East intact. Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, like, he kept that shit under control. Look at it now, man. They're fucked. Like, heroin, the world's heroin supply since America have gone into Afghanistan has shot up, what, 90%? Like That's right. Do you know what I mean? I mean, and apparently there was, like, rakes of fucking gold that the military, there's photographs online line of them, like, Stealing it all over yeah. Afghanistan, like.
0: Just even just, just even to expand upon your point, you said uh, there, like uh, about Bin Laden, like he really, I think the best analogy is like, don't get me wrong, but Bin Laden was no angel. He has done his own evil doings, but he really was delayed on that ball that was waiting to kind of explode. You know, once once you kind of removed, it, like he kept he kept all I'm that. Convinced,
1: check. I'm convinced he's still alive, man. What Bin Laden? hundred uh, no. percent. I'm convinced he's still alive. Sure, the video
0: of his execution, man, is on. Like,
1: uh, I know it's. Uh, an actor, you know, I mean, well, how do you explain, simulation. How, how do you explain uh, all the, the members of the SEAL team, Zero Dark Thirty, right, they're all fucking dead, right, oh, there's like 12 of them dead, all from like, fell down the stairs, <laughs> his car brakes broke, have you seen, look it up, man, it's <laughs> fucked up, like, we're going way down here now, but I'm fucking convinced, I mean, like, the Bin Ladens and the Bushes, right, they're like, huge business partners from the 90s, in oil. No. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean. So like, no way they just fucking ha- hang him out to dry. No fucking way. No, No, it's um, it's interesting. No, we should get the those conspiracy guys uh on here, to c- to clear our minds, John. <laughs> Ask them the
0: real true conspiracy: Is Coke and Pepsi manufactured by the same company? <laughs> Tell me now. That's the one we all want to know the answer to. <laughs> no man. Yeah. No, it is. It is a rabbit hole. Like I mean, I fell down it a few times, and you really do feel like Alice in Wonderland. You know. Like like, holy shit! Then you know, you come out of a big three-hour binge of reading articles and watching Alex Jones. You come out into the sun,
1: making the fall guy. Yeah,
0: you don't trust. You don't trust anything. You don't even trust your own
1: mother. No, and she says, "Shut up, you robot." (laughs) Anyway, call this one a a done deal, John. Will we? What do you mean by that, Stephen? I mean, this is this is officially episode two,
0: finished yeah it's crazy yeah uh, also just to apologize uh, goodbye uh, I had a fucking cold this episode so if my sound all like nasally and shit fuck you
1: Yeah, you fucking
0: ruined it John <laughs> goodbye <Bye>. goodbye <laughs>